Uh, welcome all you beautiful people to the third episode of Standing in the Spotlight. I'm Daniela. And I'm Tanisha. Um, I just wanted to give you a rundown of what I've been up to lately. I love talking about myself. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Y'all that know me know that I love to talk, especially about myself. So <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Get out. Um, anyways, so I just finished reading Judy Greer's book. I don't know what you know me from my life as a co-star. If you're unfamiliar with who Judy Greer is, she co-starred with Jennifer Garner in the movie 13 going on 30. I'm sure we all know that movie and have watched it a million bajillion times. Um, you know, she played the role as Tom Tom, who was her, um, you know, enemy in high school and was the sixth chick and then, you know, became better best friends as they grew older together. Um, it was such a great read and it had me busting a gut from cover to cover. It was so good. And, um, I just started a new job as a stylist assistant on sets and currently I'm working on Canadian tire, um, video and photo shoots for product. And it's quite exciting. It's, you wow. know, it's so, uh, you know, weird and fun at the same time to get my foot in the door in the same industry that we work in, but behind the scenes, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm prepping for models and sets and everything. Meanwhile, I'm still, you know, auditioning for everything under the sun so right. <laughs> in my spare time. So, um, yeah, it's great. Um, so to get, uh, on track for our episode today, this topic that we'll be tackling today is quite sensitive. Um, it's something that, some people in our industry go through and perhaps are not very comfortable speaking freely about when you think of it, that's a pretty overwhelming feeling. And we want you guys to know that you can always, always drop us a message on Instagram at under underscore standing in the spotlight. If you ever need to talk. So dirty D take it away. Thanks, man. Um, so I wanted to talk about, um, body image in the theater industry. Um, this is something that a lot of people don't feel comfortable discussing because they feel like, you know, not a lot of people understand, or even if people have had similar interactions. Um, I know for myself personally, it helps to hear other people's stories because it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this. Um, and if anything, if anyone can take anything away from this episode, I just want them to feel like they're not alone and they have someone that they can kind of relate to as well. Yeah. And you know, days, you know, the days that we're in, like, it's so important to know that we're not alone in this. And, um, you know, we have somebody that we can go to, we can refer to, to feel right. comfortable and, you know, it just feels so worthy in our skin. It's so important. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see when people kind of break down that wall and start to live their life happily yeah. as they should. Um, you know, so Daniela, having this being such a sensitive topic, what made you want to tell us your story? Uh, yeah, so I've, I've always been um, a plus size woman. And I say that with the utmost confidence because I'm very proud of myself and what I've experienced. Um, I wanted to bring awareness to this issue and just have a, have a conversation because I feel like it's not talked about a lot. It's kind of like pushed to the side. No one really wants to talk about it. 
Um, and I'm just hoping that our listeners can, who've, who've experienced similar things, can understand that they're not alone and never to let, don't, don't believe that you're less than because of your size in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way you mm-hmm. are just as equal as anybody else that does this industry. Yes. You might have to work a little bit harder, but in the end, it's all worth it. Yeah, it is. And you should never feel that you're, that you're less than that's not not the point at all. Like, (laughs) you know, everybody has so much to bring to the table. Right. You know, I, you know, I didn't really like for me speaking on personal experience, I didn't really think of like my weight being something that was going to like be an issue in this. It didn't spark that, like, not curiosity, but kind of just like the problem it would be until I started dancing competitively Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. uh, It's, I, I can't imagine. And with this industry being so competitive as it is, (laughs) you know, like you wouldn't even think that, you know, being a certain size would be an extra issue to, to worry about. Yeah. You know, when you go for auditions, you're like, oh my God, am I going to hit that note? Is, you know, I drank so much right. tea or room temperature water. I, like, I'm trying to get this phlegm out of here. Am I going to get the choreography? You know, am right. I going to get that moment in my monologue? And then this should not be an extra issue to worry about, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like you said, that you said that dancing made you see that your body image would be some sort of an issue. Was there ever a situation that occurred that made it clear to you that this was going to be a challenge for you? Uh, yeah, there was one pivotal moment. So I I danced at uh, two studios um, throughout my time as a competitive dancer. Um, and at my first studio, we did musical theater. We competed with musical theater numbers. But because some kids at my studio could actually sing, we took that and we actually made productions where we were singing live rather than because sometimes you would uh, just lip sync at a Mm -hmm. competition. Right. Right. So um, we decided to do a production which involved most of the studio. um, And we did a production of the little mermaid. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, I have to be Ursula. There's no question. Like I love (laughs) her songs. I just love like, and I feel like my voice at, well now mostly, but at the time, maybe not, um, (laughs) really just like it matched. And I felt like I could sing them like pretty well at, like at the age I was. Um, so we did the whole audition thing and the owner of the dance studio, um, before she put up the cast list, she came in front of us, she gave a speech, like whatever. And there's, and I, I remember this moment so vividly and she, the exact words that came out of her mouth were, um, some people were not the right body type for the role. And while she was saying those words, she looked at me the entire time. And I was just like, Okay. She was kind of like giving me that signal of like, yeah, you didn't get it, girl. Like, you know, you didn't. And, and this is why. Right. And um, 
I'm, I just want to preface this by saying I was 13 at the time. And that is a crucial moment in any young woman's life where they're constantly comparing themselves to things they see on social media and like self-esteem issues, body image issues, like all that stuff that we have to like deal with on a normal basis as young women for a grown woman who owns a studio for kids mm-hmm. and is supposed to be there to uplift us is saying this to a 13 year old. It's so disgusting. It's just gross. And I hope that no 13 th- year old has to go through that. Cause that was mortifying. Um, but, um, after that incident, I kind of was more aware of things that were being said around me and things that were being done. And I was like, oh, okay. It was kind of showing a little bit. So when I went to my second studio, I was only there for two years. Um, I would hear comments from parents, like other dancers, parents, and they would either tell my mother or they would tell like the head of the studio or whatever. Um, they would say things like, oh, wow, she's so graceful or wow, she's so good. Like it was just pure shock, like that I was as good as I was. Mm -hmm. And to anybody, it would be like, oh, but they're complimenting you. Like that's a compliment, like telling you that you're graceful or that you're really good. It's like, it's not so much the words that were being said. It was the tone of voice Like you could tell that they were like really shocked. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And my mom they would say this to my mother. Like my mom's like, yeah, I know. Like it's <laughs> yeah. my kid. Like, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but that's probably the one thing that kind of made me go, oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one for me. And, and that's such a, like you said, at such a crucial age for young women, especially, or sorry, young girls, especially like, I remember when I was 12, 13, I think I, I went on a diet for the first time and now I'm 26. And I think, what was I thinking? And like, I don't blame myself for that, but it's just like, you know, from things that I saw on TV, movies, uh, magazines, girls walking right. around like in public or sorry, people that I'd see in public walking around. Oh my God, they're so beautiful. And right. like at that time I idolized Beyonce. I was like, I am like the miniature Beyonce, you know, <laughs> I right. thought yeah, I was. Yeah. but just like, how, how do I transform myself into Beyonce? And I'm 12 or 13 years old, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's why, like, to say something like that to a young child is like the worst thing you could do for their self-esteem. Of course. And yeah. Especially because like you said, we compare ourselves now more than ever mm-hmm. to things that we see and things that are deemed acceptable or, you know, the right way. Right. Stuff like that. Right. As a young kid, it's even worse because kids are so impressionable and they mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. go off things that they see or hear or anything like that. So yep. for you to tell a 13-year-old, say, well, you didn't get the part because you're fat. So sucks. Maybe next year. You know, yeah, it's, like it's it, yeah, there's no other word to <laughs> describe that other than just disgusting and gross. Yeah. It's I have no words. <laughs> Just, um, have you 
have you ever felt that you had to prove your abilities to those who doubted you or prove your abilities to yourself in order to remind yourself that you are talented and that you are here in this studio or theater for a sorry, specific reason? Um, yeah, I feel like that's something I always have to do. I don't think it's like, a you know, sometimes I have to do it. It's every single time. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a routine, which is so sad to say, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like an actor has a routine before they go to an audition. They're like, okay, make sure I have my bag and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's me. It's like, every time I go to, into an audition, I walk in, I'm like, okay, I got to tell myself like, okay, you're here to do what you came to do. Do what you got to do, but you got to do it 10 times harder because you know that as soon as you walk in the room, they're going to be like, they're going to write you off right away. Yeah right? Before you even do anything. Um, And I'm not just talking about, you know, the people who are the auditioners, like not not them. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about even the people who are attending the audition, Yeah, right? Like waiting in the waiting room and stretching and waiting to go into a dance call. They are going to judge you right off the bat. So that's kind of like my harsh reality where like, me being good at what I do, it's not enough anymore. So you've had a few moments of doubt on whether or not you should continue doing what you love, what you're most passionate about. What made you want to keep push or sorry, pursuing your passion? Um, I always, I always had um, a doubt for sure. Um, It wasn't really apparent till I graduated college and started actually auditioning professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it kind of brought out like these really bad, like inner demons. And I started to self-sabotage and I would, you know, I started telling, I was so mean to myself. I, I just started telling myself, you know, you'll never be what they want. You'll always be the fat girl. You'll never be like the leading lady. You're not skinny enough for that or pretty mm-hmm. enough for it. Like I was so so harsh on myself. And there was a time where I got to like a really, really, really low point. And I told myself, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm quitting. This is not worth the pain and how shitty I feel about myself. It's like, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the, the thing that kind of made me want to keep pursuing it was kind of taking a step back and just looking at this little world that I created, mm-hmm. right? With all the, the amazing people that I've met, the experiences I've got to do and just looking back. And so I told myself one day, I was like, okay, if you wouldn't be able to do this anymore and it was like not an option to do anymore, would you be happy? Mm. Right. It's the tough part. Yeah. So it just finally clicked. And I was like, I would be completely and utterly miserable. Like there's no, because everything that I've ever done was relayed to musical theater, whether it's taking dance classes, taking vocal lessons, um, acting classes, organizing my book, anything, like anything at all. It was all catered to that. I never played soccer I never, you know, didn't use sports. I didn't do any of that. Everything was arts-based. So 
I kind of had to like, yes, I had support from my family, obviously, but I had to kind of pick myself back up and be like, listen, you know, yeah, okay, this is going to happen, but like, you have to keep going Mm -hmm. because you love this regardless of sometimes it doesn't love you, but you love it. Yeah. You know what? You couldn't have said it any better, (laughs) any better. You know what? Another thing I hope our listeners take away is that what you just said, it's your passion. Mm -hmm. It's your passion. And you know what? You chose it. It chose you. You met in the middle and this goes for everybody, no matter what their passion is. Like that's your baby. Right. And it's with you forever. Mm Mm-hmm you know, you, you, like you said, you, you pondered, should I give it up or whatever? But I'm no, for a fact, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to regret this decision. hundred percent. And like, I always told myself, I don't want to be in a nine to five, nine to five job, completely miserable. Right. Like I never said that. And I'm not saying people who have nine to fives are miserable, but I'm just (laughs) saying like, like for myself, where I wanted to make the arts a career putting that to the side and getting a quote, realistic job. It was like, I don't want to end up like that. I don't want to sell out or give up and be like, well, I tried. It didn't happen. Who cares? Now I got to do something else. It's not what I wanted to do. No. Um, was there ever a moment when you felt that you were accepted as your true self, regardless of what you looked like? Yeah. I did good good (laughs) um it's it was uh twice in my entire life um but uh it was when I did community theater and also when I was in college um so every summer I did musicals I was so excited for school to end like this people like oh I love going to school because I love playing with my friends no I was like great nice to see you. See you later. And I just went and I did like rehearsals all summer. And then Mm -hmm. I had a show at the end of the summer. And I was just so excited for that because I was excited to go to a place where everybody in that room accepted me a hundred percent. No questions asked. Just like, we're there to have fun. We're there. Like I was considered like a veteran of that because I was there for so long, Mm -hmm. but people like looked up to me and like, kids ask me for help and, you know, learning things. And it's like, wow, like these people really want to know things from me and want, and want my insight on things. Um, and you know, I grew up in this theater company company working alongside two professional artists, um, Denise O'Cherick and her husband, Anthony Bastianon, they really molded me into like a a professional, like a mini professional, like they, they ran their musicals. Like it was a show on Mervish, right? Like very professional. They taught us like what not to do, what to do. They treat it. Like we went from age six to 19. Mm-hmm. So treating six, six-year-olds like they were adults, you know? Right. But it was just, it, it just fulfilled my like, okay, there's hope in the world for good people you know <laughs> it's like oh my god that's and, so sweet yeah and um and then obviously when I went to college um I I was really I was really afraid that I I wouldn't really fit in with anybody and mm. or be accepted even 
Um, I, when I started on my, on the first day, I kind of was like, I told myself, okay, if people don't accept you, people don't think you're, you're good enough or whatever, just like put your blinders on and just go through it. You're here to learn. You're here to grow. Just do what you have to do and graduate and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, that was not the outcome that I had. Um, um, I was kind of, I was really shocked by response from people that I got from people. Um, people, they just saw me for me. And finally, like after years of like backhanded compliments and people doubting me, I was a hundred percent accepted and praised for the first time in a very long time. Um, yeah, I just, it was so weird. And like when people would come out to me and compliment me, I'd be so weird about it because I'm like, do you mean it? Like, I didn't know (laughs) if people meant it. And it's so sad because for so long, it was like, it's like when you get a, Oh yeah, you're really pretty for a plus size person. Like you're good for, you're pretty for a big girl or you're a good dancer for a big, like it's always followed up by something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 It's never like, you know, and then now, right. And then now like in school with professional, sorry, not professionals, but like, you know, mature people in school and people are giving you these compliments, you know, everyone meant it. And, you know, like you and I, we didn't become great friends until second or third term. And, you know, I, I was taken aback by your talents and not not that I was, you know, doubtful or shocked or anything, but I was like, this girl is so graceful when she dances, she acts, she sings, whatever. So graceful with such ease. And honestly, like you flourished seriously. And I, it made me watching you made me feel comfortable in my skin at the time. You know, she can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it. I'm 26. I danced for a while. I can hardly do a pirouette. Just no, a quarter. Neither, like, neither, just like. Neither can I. Let's not like. Daniela, <laughs> we both know you can do foites, Russians, jetés, oh, all no. that. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, yes, you can. She's oh, lying. yeah. No, 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 no. She can. That's, that is one thing in my dance career that I never mastered was pirouettes. Forget it. No. Okay. No, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, no, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting on this. Cause I'm so bad at pirouettes. Like it's disgusting how bad I am. <laughs> and the fact that I've been dancing my entire life, it's like, girl, you should be able to know how to do a pirouette. No, I've seen you do pirouettes. They're flawless. Okay. But that's like a, that's like a fluke. Like that's like a, <laughs> Oh, I did it. Okay. Good. Let's go move on now. I did. <laughs> Hey, okay. You know what? Nothing as bad is as bad as when, um, we were rehearsing for our integrations or whatever. And I bang, I went to do a pirouette, (laughs) kicked the chair over and my, you did a fan kick. You did a fan. Yeah, I did. I did did a fan kick, a horrible fan kick. (laughs) It was the chair's fault. It's fine. It it was in my way. (laughs) It was in your way. Yes, that's correct. But, but you know, like, Daniela, you are such a beautiful and talented person with so much to give. And like, you're, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like it's what being your friend and watching you dance and perform in school, watching you when we did footloose, like, honestly, 
out of everybody on stage in that first number, I'm like, that's my girl. That's Daniela. Cause no, seriously, like as soon as you came on stage, I'm like, there she is because you hold everybody's presence, attention, everything. You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> so Thanks. yeah, no, I mean it. And you know, it's just, it's, it's so hard to hear that, you know, so many people go through this all the time. And then it takes them so long to break down these walls and to, to live their life happily as they should and feel comfortable and know that they are worth it and that they're here for a reason. I wish, I wish kindness on everyone because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. It's so it's, hard. Yeah, it is. It's just, you, you have to find those people in your life to surround yourself with. Yeah. That are, you know, that just accept you. Right. And they, they don't care what you look like. They don't care that, you know, you're short, skinny, tall, whatever the hell it is, whatever you are, your differences or your, you know, they just love you for who you are and that's it. Like they don't care about anything else. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I've been through a lot of people but I found I found my core group of people that really just love me for me and it helps me open up to like from where I started when I started school to where I ended Mm -hmm. two different people oh yeah like I don't even know who she was anymore like I was like I don't know who that is Mm-hmm. like crying on my orient, like I cried on my orientation day. Cause I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can take two years of ridicule. I don't know if I can. Right. And like, my mom's like, listen, she knew, like, she was like, you're not going to get ridiculed here. Like you're not out of anywhere. You could be ridiculed. It's not going to be here. This is the last place you're going to do that. Right. It's not going right. to happen. So right. you got to find your people. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that I'm part of that group of people. You're one of the people. I hope. You are. (laughs) I hope so. Um, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. can't stop laughing um do you have any positive reinforcement that you can relay onto our listeners who you know may have experienced the same situations that you were in some sort of mantra or anything yeah um I don't I don't think I have like a a mantra or something but I think for for me and for anybody I think it's all about just believing in yourself and your abilities mm-hmm. um if anything, I'd say that the situations that I've gone through have definitely gave me a thicker skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, sure. Some stuff hurt more than others did. And, you know, I kind of, when those things happen, I let myself feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't want to, you know, stuff it down and not feel, and then I explode. Like that's not healthy at all. Um, so I, you know, let myself feel it, cry if I need to get angry, if I need to, whatever it is, but then 
I turn that hurt, sadness into anger and drive. If anything, it just like fuels the fire. Cool. For sure. And like the most positive way. Um, I just, I, I don't think any body type should define someone's ability. I, I just think people, you know, people will look at a plus size person and think that they can't do anything or that they're lazy or they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to, to keep up. Right. Yeah. Like, like somebody who has, you know, quote, an acceptable body type or, you know, someone who's able, which who, whatever the fuck that means. But, you know, um, I just think to, if I could say anything coming down to it, it's just not letting people tell you that you can't do something you, for me, it's looking them in the eye and being like, no, 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 I can do it. And I can do it 10 times better than the girl next to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, the delts will, will fuel you and be like, you know, okay, you're going to watch me now. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove my point, And then you're going to shut up and take it. Yeah, You got to become in control and be like, you know, Yes, I am. I look this way and, you know, I could do a lot of things. I could lose weight if I wanted to. I could gain weight if I wanted to. I could do whatever I want. But you're not going to tell me that I'm not good enough for you because of what I look like. You can tell me I wasn't the right fit for the show or I wasn't, you know, what they were looking for at the time, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be because I am a plus size person. There's no freaking way. And that's it. Like you just have to, it took me a while to realize it. And it just like, it, it, it just fuels, it fuels me to, to look at those people who are so awful and who are so such haters and be like, okay, great you're, you are just showing your insecurities to me, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. By picking on something that's so little on me. That's so right. obvious. You know, I I've trained, I've done the work. I'm no less than the girl next to me, you know, like I've done it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to watch me and I'm going to make you watch me. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Love it. She was in there, but it just took a while for her to come out. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my God. That was amazing. Thanks. Wow. (laughs) Like I'm blown away by that. Like that, that was so good. (laughs) Like that was amazing. Thanks, man. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Y'all better watch her. Watch (laughs) her dirty D. She's coming. Coming to a theater near you. She's coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pure wets and all. Oh, wow. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I won't be there then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, thank you so much, Daniela, for sharing your story with us. Um, all shapes and sizes are unique and beautiful. And that is something that we need to keep telling ourselves every single day. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we also hope that we made you all feel comfortable and confident. So you don't miss out on future episodes. Please follow us on Instagram at underscore standing in the spotlight. 
Stay, stay tuned, stay safe, and keep standing in your own spotlight.